Okay, good morning. It's all a bit weird, isn't it? What morning it's been, uh, echoing Paul for everybody uh, that come down. It's, it's amazing just standing at the back there uh, with Lola, just seeing everything. You kind of uh, think about what might look like and how it might work and all the rest of it, and then you're actually here, and it's like, man, this is incredible. And, and uh, just the possibility and the opportunity we now have and dreaming big and all the rest of it. And I saw that this week, and I just thought, that's exactly... The moment we're at, not just as a church, and I want to make sure that we don't kind of get a little bit internal this morning and, and just make it about this hope thing, but also that sense individually that we've all got, especially this time of year, kind of like coming towards, you know, especially if you're connected to or have kids, education, all the rest of it, you come towards a point where you kind of like maybe take stock or you're looking forward to something new. And obviously with our sabbatical this time of year after Edgefest and everything, it's like that for us. And so in a way, this is quite a poignant that we're kind of finishing on this one because it leaves us with so many questions and so many unknowns and so many what's going to happen next and what are we doing here are we going to come back here or do we need something bigger like people come up to me and like we need we need a bigger room I'm like yeah we shut those things this morning with a complete lack of faith uh, that we wouldn't fill the room and we're you know getting chairs out of there and, and kind of thinking yeah I should have believed more uh, that we would get behind this that, the, the sentence that Judah Smith says there, that we, we've not been this way before, is a real feeling around this whole journey from a hope point of view. And uh, I don't know if those of you remember uh, this, if, if you're a little bit older maybe, like um, I looked it up and I couldn't work out when it happened, but it was around the early 2000s, but Krispy Kreme arrived in Bristol. Uh, and I remember this because I'm a big Krispy Kreme fan and I it was the only one. We, I'd been to uh, America and I knew Krispy Kreme and there was a couple in London, but there was none this side of the country. And I, I'm the kind of person that gets excited when something, you know, whenever a building goes up in Western, Gemma f- finds me hilarious because I always drive past it a little bit slower as if I can find out any possible clue as to what it might be. I get excited about what might be coming. And Krispy Kreme arriving uh, next to the Showcase Cinema was a really exciting thing. And even more so, it was a drive through And I didn't have a lot of money uh, back then, but I did have a car and it had some petrol in it. And me and a friend uh, decided that we, we were going to go to Krispy Kreme and get as many original glazed as we, get, as we could. But we made the kind of deal with ourselves. It was like, well, whatever petrol we got in the tank is what we're going to go on because I need maximum donut money. And I didn't want to sacrifice, it would have been a bit weird to drive to Krispy Kreme and buy one donut. So I'm thinking at least a box of 12 to share. Uh, and it was back in the day when I could eat without thinking about it. But, um, so we had uh, uh, this plan. And honestly, I don't know if you've ever done this. I think it's a younger, maybe kind of when you first start driving type thing. Um, but that kind of sense of you have the petrol you have and you're just hoping it will get you there. Paul seems to do this on a regular basis with his car. Like he's quite capable of going to a petrol station, but he likes the, the tension of, will it run out today? Uh, and like, almost like testing to see how far it will go down. I don't know if it's ever actually kind of like stung him. But there was that kind of like thing as we drove up the M5 towards the Krispy Kreme and through Bristol. Thing of, are we going to get there? Just the, the fuel in the tank is all we had to get to our destination, to get to the place that we decided we were going to get to. And a, a lot of what we're talking about with hope, but also a lot we're talking about in this time of year or maybe where we're at with our jobs or where we're at with our families or where we're at with new opportunities. It's a lot like that. We've got a place we want to get to. We've got a purpose in mind. We've got a destination point. And we're going with whatever we've got in the tank, with whatever giftings we've got, whatever abilities we've got, whatever energy we've got, whatever money we've got. And our idea is simply, I want to get there. And I've got what I've got. 
And we're kind of looking at, you know, there's a little part of us with hope, whereas an element where it's kind of like, man, we've got a lot of stuff to move from one place to another. Are we going to have enough in the tank? And a wonderful moment this morning where it's 10 to 10 and we're, we're ready here in an entirely blank canvas of a building before we, in our, we are in our ready-made building. And there's an amazing moment to kind of go, yeah, we, ha- we do have enough in our tank. We do en- have enough people. We do have enough time and resources uh, to be able to do that. Fueled by the passion we have within us, we're heading towards that purpose and that destination point. But I want to mirror that for each of us. Some of you might be visitors here. Some of you might not necessarily be connected to hope and all that we're doing. I don't want this to be a kind of internalized thing that only connects with you or matters to you if you're a part of what hope is doing here. Because what we want to understand is that in our lives we're the same. In our individual opportunities we're the same. In our college or in our job, in our friendships and our relationships. We've got a point that we're trying to get to. We've got a, a purpose that we're trying to get to. And we've just, we're fueled by what we've got. We're fueled by what, ta- what fuel we've got in the tank. I've only got this much time, Ad. I've only got this much passion. I've only got this much energy. I've only got this much money. I've only got, and I know where I want to get, but I'm just driving on what I've got left in the tank. And the tank can get a bit low, and our purpose tends to slip away. In our lives, we're fighting to pursue a purpose. Everybody could right now think to that thing. The thing that they're maybe weeks from, the thing that maybe months from, the thing that the plan that they've got, the idea that they've got, the opportunity that's in front of them, the door that is slightly creaking open. Fueled by the passion, by the patience, by the resilience, by the strength that you've got within you, just what you've got left in the the tank, you're setting out towards the thing that you're going after. That's life for all of us. Driven there by this inner motivation, by this inner desire, by this inner longing, by this inner ambition, whatever it might be. And for many of us, it connects to doing something with your life that follows Jesus, whether it be connected to your career pursuit or what you're studying or uh, you know, the, the idea that you've got of what you want to do with your life. It connects to this idea of that, you, you know, like Judah was saying in the, in, the, in the video, like you have this kind of like we set out to follow Jesus and my following of Jesus has led me down this path to try and become this, to try and be this, to try and be able to do this thing or open up this thing or make, a, you know, make this opportunity for people. And yes, we believe that God is drawing hope to be a home for more people. And that, man, that thing is loud, isn't it? Actually, um, we're draw, uh, that God is drawing us. We absolutely believe that, whether you're a part of hope or whether you're not. Like, this is exciting for us as a church because we're growing and we don't fit in our building. And we want God to bless us with more and more people that are coming along to try and find, find peace, find wholeness, find Jesus, find rescue. And we want to be that. And so there is an excitement that is connected to hope. And we're acutely aware that we want to be a home for more people. But as we're aware of that, we're also aware that church has to meet needs. And so it can't be an internalized thing because church isn't always great at this. And it felt poignant. I was talking with Paul earlier in the week. And as ever with Paul, he's had about 19 conversations with different people. And then he offloads it on me and says, make something of that. And so that was kind of how it figured out. But it does ring true. That on our last week, before we have a little break, that we kind of want to set our stool and as a leadership, we kind of say, we have to be a church that isn't just about building hope and celebrating ourselves and look how many chairs we had to put out and all the rest of it. But it has to be about changed lives and empowering people and strengthening people and people finding rescue and wholeness 
where they don't have it already. Church isn't always great at this. We tend to get internal. We tend to focus within what's going on within our four walls or within our you know, main gathering or within our small groups or whatever it might be. Focusing on the direct impact of what church is doing. And we tend, inadvertently we do this. We big up, for instance, those that are in ministry at the expense of those that aren't. We champion those who give direct time and energy. And we want, to, we want to do that. We want to encourage people. It's wonderful that people came down. Some people simply couldn't do that. They didn't have the option alongside everything they've got going on. We, don't want to make, we want to make sure that as we reach out further and we become a place for more and more people, that we don't make it about the, the boxes that have got to be ticked in order for them to have a sense of belonging and feel empowered and strengthened, encouraged. Now, the leaders, in a sense, can set that, but that is done by everybody. That isn't done by five of us. Have to have a culture that encourages and strengthens whatever purpose you're going after with whatever fuel you've got in the tank, this place stands with you. And these people strengthen you. And the relationships you have here, the community you have here, help make that better. Church isn't an internally facing thing. But we are here to help you jump, as Judah Smith was saying, to help you jump into your unknown. That's what hope has to be about. Or we should change our name. It has to be about helping people jump into whatever unknown you have in front of you. And if that is at some point, or, or even consistently, able to come and directly impact, affect, give, resource what we're doing here on a small period of the week, then great. But if it isn't, we want you to be championed and strengthened and empowered still by everything that we're doing to help you to jump into whatever unknown that you've got, to help you to have courage and faith to remind you that you are not alone it's a burden of ours that you don't come to hope, feel like the stuff that you've got going on isn't really applicable, and then you leave again and you feel completely on your own. This place should, these people should, the people around you, everything that we do should strengthen the pursuit that you have set out on. We've got one of those... Um, Doorway bouncers. I've, sorry, I should say those who don't know, we've got twins. Me and my wife got twins, seven-month-old, uh, Ella and Lola. And uh, it's wonderful to see their kind of um, their uh, personalities evolving. And uh, so it's, it's becoming a little bit clearer that you know they're not just kind of like you know little babies that are kind of like pooing and sleeping, pooing and sleeping, but they're actually kind of like you know showing who they are. And it's quite amusing because we you know got different things that kind of show that up. And one of these doorway bouncers that we've got, we've only got one. Um, so so I kind of take it in turns thing. And so Ella, who's um, like minutes older than Lola, I don't know if this makes any difference, but she got it straight away. So she, no, just put up the Ella photo. So it's one of these things, all right? So um, that's Molly supporting uh, uh, alongside Ella. So Ella got in there and straight away she's got it. And I don't know if it, she's like a little bit lighter and a little bit smaller, I don't know, but she understood it completely that this thing was to bounce. And she got in and she started kind of like, you know, within reason, she started kind of, you know, moving her legs up and down and she understood that the point of this exercise was to jump. And she understood that. Lola, however, is a different kettle of fish. And I put Lola in it. <laughs> and I, you know, that's a photo, but it could be a video of what, of what, <laughs> of basically what Lola did. She's, she's being mocked. It's going to be a long life for you, Lola. But she, 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 she got in there and she literally, the disappointment in her face 
Because as far as she could see, I put her in this thing and bigged it up and got all excited. Like, it's going to be wonderful. And she got in and she was like, it ain't doing anything. It's like nothing is happening. Like looking at me so disappointed with the possibility that she had got all this effort and it did nothing. But then I got the bar thing at the top and, and, and I think it was Gem actually and started to kind of like just move it up and down. And it honestly is amazing. It just changed her whole perspective. Like as you just helped her to bounce a little bit, she like, oh, right, okay. And you could see the kind of like realization of what was going on in her face. And like, you know, Lola went from that expression to like cracked smile straight away. And like, this is amazing. And then Jem told me, I wasn't there for this, but Jem told me like she got in it this last week or the week before. And it's a completely different thing going on. So she got in this bouncer and now she's, I wish we got a video of it. And now she's gone completely the other way. It's like it's one extreme to the other with her because she's like bouncing all over the place and smashing into the door frame. And like, I honestly, I think I'm going to have like Lola chips in the door frame where she's just like, she completely he's gone completely the other way all she needed was to be shown how to jump that's all she needed we as a church that's what we've got to do we have to show each other to strengthen each other to you know help each other take that step to learn how to jump into the unknown it really hit me Judah Smith saying there like life is a succession of unknowns and I live a little bit of a fear-filled life at times where I think the idea of life is to avoid the unknowns doesn't work out really, does it? Those of you who are like me are like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work out too well. You have to move. You have to maybe allow someone to help you to jump. You maybe need to put your trust a little bit in a few people around you or you know, maybe a meetup that you get involved with or you know, a brotherhood or a sisterhood that you get alongside and they can help you to jump. And they can strengthen you where on your own you're not strong enough. Or where, you know, you kind of felt a little bit on your own when you've got a few voices alongside you encouraging you. It's, it's easier to take that first bounce into the unknown. And that's what we're doing. And as we break for Edgefest and then for the summer and we come back, that's at the, the top of our minds as a leadership and all the other people that are connected and, and do the stuff that we do here. But I want it to be further. We want it to be further because we're all responsible for each other. Community is not a bunch of people at the top do stuff and everybody else kind of feels on. It's all about us owning this together. We grow and faith grows and more people get rescued and find wholeness and have encouragement and are empowered to go after the thing that they're pursuing. Because we all join in that. We all own that. And we help each other to take that jump into the unknown. Paul, do you want to come? And Sarah. To help them connect with all that God has made you for. What am I doing here at church? What, what, why am I coming again? You're not coming here to see what we've done. You're not coming here to tick a box. You're not coming here because it's what you've always done. What we're encouraging you to do is to come here to connect with people so that you can help them to jump into their unknown as they help you. That's the idea. We don't want to detach you from a purpose that you believe that God has given you. We want to encourage you in it. We want to strengthen you in it. We, you know, we, we, want to, we want to champion it as much as we might champion things that we na- do naturally from a church perspective. We want to champion the students and the engineers and the teachers and the cleaners and the drivers. We want to champion everybody that has a pursuit in mind. Your version of what it is to follow Jesus in the life that you've chosen. 
to go and do what he's called you to do. Yes, we stand as a church in a different building this week, and it's exciting. And there's loads of stuff to think about. And, you know, my mind's kind of like, maybe we should just open that thing up and we'll fill that up. And loads more people will come along and find Jesus, follow Jesus. And we can help each other to jump together. And I kind of do that naturally. With all the unknown that hovers around us as a church. But these words echo to each of us individually. Don't look backwards. God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. What new thing? What's he doing? What's he calling you to? What is your passion driving you towards? And how can 